Hello, 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 and welcome to another fabulous and fantastic episode of Unstoppable Rise, a resource dedicated to helping motivated individuals press on towards the mark of self-actualization using a blended tool set of old school wisdom and newbie tactics to help achieve this end. My name is Sim, and today we're going to be talking about purpose. So lots of people ask the question directly or indirectly, what should I be doing in life? You know, what am I set out here to do? What's my purpose? Do I need a purpose in life? I really feel like I need one and so on and so forth. And my intention with this episode is just to share my thoughts on what I believe an appropriate stance to this question is and a good way to move forward. So here we go. And I think this topic is a good follow-up to the last audio episode I did talking about the question, how should I spend my 20s? Because, you know, in this age, in this age bracket, at this stage, you start asking these types of questions about purpose a lot. At least most people do. Like, what should I be doing with my life? I feel like in the depths of my soul that I'm not doing something right. I'm not doing what I was meant to do and so on and so forth. And to be honest, that very well could be the case. You could be a round peg in a square hole doing things that are not suited to you or you may be living in a place that just may not fit you. There's many cases of that throughout the ages And there's been many people who have changed their line of work or have done something or have moved to a new city, a new state, a new country because they just didn't fit in. You can look at all the people who go to a place like Los Angeles or different places in the world like New York and they really find their niche and they were in a small town. They came from a small town in a foreign country or maybe somewhere in the U.S. and they just moved to the big city and they fit in with a group and then they really found, you know, their their quote-unquote people. So there's many instances of that. So this, I think, is all well and good. I think you should definitely do things that interest you. And... I still don't think this hints at the larger existential question of purpose, which I'll get to soon. But the answer to the burning question, do you need a purpose in life? Do I need a purpose in life? My opinion on this, and this is just my opinion, is it can help. You know, It can help if you have something to direct your energy towards. And a purpose can give sparkle to the days and luster to the years. It can take the monotony out of life, for sure. If you feel like you're giving yourself to a higher vision, a higher calling, something that's beyond you, that can definitely help. But is it essential to live a meaningful and even impactful life, you know, having a purpose? And I'd say not really. Not really, right? 
And this may knock some of the wind out of your sails because some people are like, what? No purpose? You know, especially if you're heavily into self-development, there's a lot of people in self-development. Or you may have heard people say that you absolutely need to find out what your purpose is or else your life is screwed. You're made to believe that if you don't do this epic, monumental, life-altering thing, that your life just doesn't mean anything. But what's the reality? The reality is, all that time you spend looking and searching under every rock and around every corner for your elusive purpose, is really time you could be spending capitalizing on opportunities that come your way. And I'll talk more about that later. But again, if you're into self-development, or even if you're somewhat religious, you're told that there is a God-given purpose for you to fulfill. And going back to my personal opinion, I do believe that everyone is here for a reason. Everyone comes into this world with a unique combination of likes, inclinations, knacks, and circumstances that give them advantages and disadvantages that other people just might not have. And that makes everyone unique. And our world would be pretty boring if everyone was the same. And like they say, variety is the spice of life. So yeah, I do think there are things that you are uniquely suited to do and you're better at than the majority of people. But whether you find out what that is, is a completely different story than what we're talking about here. But I view this thing of purpose like the notion of quote-unquote soulmates. I personally don't believe that in a world of over 7 billion people, there's only one and completely one person out there that is wholly and solely for you. I do believe that there are a bunch of people who you can fit with and mesh with at any given time. Um, look at all the people that you know in high school or college, um, people you were with in high school or college. And even if you think back to that, or if you look at high school, people in high school and college, they think that they'll just be for, t- together forever. And they think that, oh my God, that, you know, this is the one. But I mean, most people end up breaking up. I mean, the statistics have that set in stone. I mean, in America, the divorce rate is 50%. So, obviously, that throws the notion of soulmates out the window because all these people who said they found their soulmates, then why aren't they with them, right? Or they found another person who they say uh, was their soulmate. Like, the first person they were with before, they were in a relationship with them, they said that was their soulmate, they broke up somehow, and then they go on with their life somehow, and then the next person they meet, they say, oh, that's my soulmate. So, um Obviously, there's a whole bunch of people you can mesh with and at any given time, and life has shown that. So I know people who met in college, and they're now married. So what would happen if they never went to that college and as a result never met that person? Is their entire life in the trash just because that didn't happen? And... What if in some alternate timeline, you or me or anyone else met someone different than the person we're currently with or not with right now? Does that mean our entire life is a wash? And I don't expect anyone to have the answer to these. These are just rhetorical questions that I'm throwing out and I'm thinking out loud here because I'm trying to clarify my thinking because 
to be honest, I don't know the answers either. I'm just putting these things out there just so they're pieces of things that people can think about, especially when it comes to this type of existential deterministic thing that we're supposed to get like a soulmate or a purpose. But going back to purpose, what I do know is that there are hundreds of thousands, if not millions of people born before us and a time before us that just never found their purpose. Think about it. Think about the man who was born into a family of machinists or bakers or masons or some other type of blue collar work that um, was a family business, essentially. And these people were just expected to go and do the family work because they were born in that family. And there's so many people out there like that today. I know several of them. So these people, do you think all of them were suited to go into that line of work? Are you telling me every single person who was born to that family line just happened to be, uh, their purpose was to be a baker or a mason or a bricklayer or so-and-so? Or what about the millions of immigrants that came to a place like the United States? Were these people concerned about purpose? I'd say their main concern from day to day was just straight up survival. Or what about the person who had just had a knack for something like entrepreneurship, but 200, 300 years ago, the doors for that weren't open like they are now for people to go in and just do that, start up a business in like half an hour, you know? Or even more extreme, think about the people in third world countries who don't even have access to technology or different resources. For all we know, the next Michael Faraday or Nikola Tesla could be living in somewhere like Afghanistan or something, right? We really just don't know. So I hope you see where I'm going with this. When you zoom out enough and you realize that purpose is just really an accessory item, it's like a luxury. It's only in the modern world that we get to decide what to do with our futures and worry about quote-unquote purpose. For many people in history and for many people who are living today, it was and is about getting through to the end of the day in one piece. That's why I said something like purpose can give your life color. It can help give your life color, but it's not essential. You don't need it to live your life. There are people who are struggling and living paycheck to paycheck, especially now. And in that scenario, the last thing you need to do is go and find your purpose. You need to fucking eat, right? So you see all that time you spend trying to find your purpose is a time you can spend gaining valuable skills. It's time you could be spending paying off your student loans. It's time you could spend consciously living your life. Hell, you could even be spending that time traveling the world, but not now because we're in the middle of a pandemic, but you get what I mean, right? All that time could be reinvested for some serious life gains. So if you don't find your purpose, you know, you don't have to freak out. Just focus on making progress in crucial areas, living your life. But what if you have all of the preliminary stuff handled? What if you have skills, you have a bit of runway cash, and maybe a bit of free time? Well, I do have three things that may help, and this may help you clarify your thinking around finding your purpose. So the first one I would say is, what are you really good at? What is something you find easy to do that some other people may have trouble with? You might be really physically talented, or you might be good at numbers, or you might be good at linguistics, something. 
We all have something. There's a lot of people who say, oh, I don't have any talents. I don't have this. I don't have that. Everybody has something they're talented at. And if you can't remember what it is or if you don't even know it, ask the people around you who know you best. Ask your parents. Ask your family members. Ask your friends. Ask your coworkers even. Anything you can do to bring focused attention on some knack or character trait that you have and bring that into view and start really looking at that at all angles. So the second one I would say is what are you drawn towards? What pulls you like a magnet? What is something you've always been fascinated by? What is something you've picked up without any prior prompting? A friend of mine was always drawn to animation and drawing. He was always drawing. He loved drawing. He loved it so much, he made a career out of it. So he's now an artist, and he's a pretty good one at that. So think back to your childhood if you can. And if you can't, ask the people who know you best so they can, again, bring this inclination, this thing you were drawn towards, into focus. And then third, I would say, ask yourself how you can help other people with this thing that your talent How can you bring this gift, this spark to the world and make the world a brighter place? How can you light up the darkness? Because a purpose is meaningless if you can't share with other people. And if it's not making the world and others better, it's not much of a purpose, is it? So there's just some things to think about. Um, So I'll give you an example from my own life of this type of inclination. So I've been tested by lots of different people in terms of aptitude, personality test. I think we all have. Um, we all have these like things where uh, teachers test you on different personality traits and all that. And I've had that. And yeah. So one of the things that always popped up in all of these different tests is that I've always had abstract thinking as one of my strong suits along with many other things. But abstract thinking has always popped up. I've always been able to sort of see things that other people don't really see. And I'm very comfortable with intangible concepts. Like if you throw a whole bunch of information at me, I'm just able to formulate that into some sort of model and some sort of readily systematized thing that can be drawn upon, can be followed. And I don't know where this comes from. Maybe this is the way I'm raised. Maybe this is my own inclinations. Maybe it's a combo of both. I don't know. But either way, that's something that I thought everyone had. I thought it was normal, but apparently it's not. Some people struggle with abstract thinking. Some people struggle with trying to put things into perspective, put things into bite-sized chunks. But I've never really had a problem with that because I've always been very system oriented. But anyway, this inclination, this knack, if you could call it that, uh, helps me out in my career as a consultant. And even here on something like Unstoppable Eyes, taking high level overviews and breaking them down into readily digestible chunks. So that's something that um, I just happen to be good at and I've refined over time. So is that my purpose? I don't know. I really don't know. But I found something I've had a knack for, and I'm running with it. 
So to close off, I'll end here. So there was this woman. She was born a long time ago into, you know, big family. They had big families back then. And she was always drawn to arts. You know, she liked painting. So she would paint here, paint there. Some other things here, some other things there. She always liked art. And naturally, when you do like that type of thing, you would get a career in that type of thing. In this case, painting. That's what she loved. That's what she wanted to do, right? Well, unfortunately, she was a woman at a time when women's career options were limited. And times were hard. You know, it was a very rough time. People were going through a lot of things. When you have a big family, you know, there's not much time to really just pursue hobbies like art. You got to survive, like I was talking about. So she had to do what was necessary and leave that as a hobby of sorts. And then eventually, you know, kids came later and she did what she had to do. Take care of the family and be a good parent, be a good mom. But she liked making little arts and crafts for her friends, you know. She still knew what she had a desire to do, but life really got in the way because life has priorities, you know. And it wasn't until she was in her late 70s that she began painting these like vivid scenes of rural life in earnest. And people saw it and they were like, what is this? Like, where did this come from? And once she got notoriety, her career took off like a rocket. And her paintings were compared to some German people who would paint these vivid landscapes. And she said, I've never even heard of these people. So this is obviously something she had a knack, a talent for, something she developed over time. So at this point, some of you probably already know who I'm talking about. I'm talking about Anna Mary Moses, or her name's Grandma Moses. She's one of the greatest artists in American history. One of the most acclaimed artists in American history. And she didn't find her quote-unquote purpose until she was in her late 70s because she was too busy living life. She lived until she was 101 years old, which is crazy. Remarkable. So she had like close to 30 years of this very rich career, uh, very rich second life that was based around her purpose. And now she's immortalized all of these paintings for us to enjoy and for us to look at. So was her life a waste because she didn't find her purpose when she was younger, in her 20s or even 30s? Again, I don't know. I don't have the answer to that. But what I do know is that if you truly find something you want to do with your life, there's going to be little in the way of stopping you from eventually doing it, no matter if you're 20 years old or 30 years old or 4 years old, 50 years old, whatever. Eventually, you're going to find some way to do some variant of that, whether come hell or high water. So that's all I have to say on that. And I hope this makes sense. Yeah. So that's it for this one. Just some thoughts, although loosely organized, on the meaning of purpose. If you like this episode, please visit www.unstoppablerise.com where I write about topics on the intersection of self-development, psychology, and productivity with a masculine slant. 
So until next time, stay in the hunt. Until next time, adios. Hey guys, thanks for tuning in and listening in. I truly appreciate your support and your attention. It means a lot. If you like this content, go ahead and like the content. Go ahead and share the content with at least two other people you think would benefit. It doesn't hurt to spread the good stuff around, right? And if you're listening in on iTunes, go ahead and rate the show with a honest rating. This will definitely help the show grow. And I truly appreciate your feedback. So until next time, stay good. Take care of yourself. Take care of other people. And peace. Peace.